0: Between you and me, composition is going to be the most important element for your photography. You can be a technical expert with your camera beyond compare, but if you don't know how to capture a scene that is so engaging, intriguing, or pleasing, then you're unlikely to find Instagram success. So in this lesson, I'm going to share some pointers for composing really great images with Instagram and that subconscious interest that we talked about in mind. None of these ideas are new, of course. They have been shared by painters and artists and illustrators and photographers for hundreds of years, which I think just goes to prove that no matter how much the platform might change, humans and the way that we relate to the world around us really remains the same through the ages. And as with everything that we talk about in the Insta Retreat, there are no hard and fast rules, so feel free to play with these, to bend and break the rules as necessary. As you go about your Instagram adventures this week, just keep an eye out for some of these patterns in what you see. How many of these elements does your subconscious secretly favor too? I've shared examples visually of all of the things I'm going to talk about in the written course notes too, so you are welcome to pop on there later and check them out visually and help it solidify in your brain. So fine detail, we know images with curiosity peaking details that need a closer look tend to gain a lot more clicks, which then usually converts to more engagement, better algorithm ranking and generally growth. The trick is to show enough in the smaller format that people will see on their explore page to make people take notice and make it worth them clicking to see the full view. Any details that keep people looking at your image for longer, maybe even zooming in, have a great impact on how a post performs and how well people remember it too. So things like the pages of an open diary or those posts you might have seen where people say zoom in on my foot and you zoom in on their foot you kind of get right in and they've written something in tiny text over the image. They're not just fun, they're actually really clever engagement strategies because it keeps people on the page, it keeps people looking at the shot and it increases your algorithm rating. Symmetry, so keep an eye out for symmetry around you and if it's in a shot, make sure you're really making the most of it. Get your camera exactly centre to ensure that the perspective is really the same for both sides. I would say use that grid that we talked about to make sure you're really accurately centred and pay attention to your lens placement. Symmetry is just one of those beautifully visually pleasing things, and it looks so great on the Instagram grid, which gives it tons of click appeal. Negative space is the empty space around your subject. So it frames it, it gives it wider context, and it gives your eyes somewhere to rest. So many of my favorite shots are the ones that I take after I think I'm done and I step back and step away. That added distance can give you extra perspective and then, of course, increase the negative space. Keep in mind that negative space doesn't have to just be plain white, it's anything that's empty, anything that's simple in comparison to the subject of your photograph so that the eyes can focus in on the main thing and not have to take in detail elsewhere. So many of the pictures on Instagram are really packed with detail so sometimes a shot with lots of negative space can feel like a breath of fresh air and it can give your audience a moment of pause and a sense of calm if your gallery in particular feels noisy or cluttered or busy sometimes alternating in shots where you've intentionally created that negative space can feel more slow and paced and measured A clear subject does so well on Instagram, anything that tells a story at a single glance. This kind of sits really well with the negative space because you can choose to pair something that's high impact with nothing else around it and really make the most of it. A mass of something, of anything, so a field absolutely packed with flowers, an overflowing basket full of apples, it doesn't matter what it is, just lots of the same thing in one place is really eye-catching. When it comes to Instagram, often more is more. We're so used to seeing things singularly, a single donut, that if someone posts 100 donuts in a big pile, it has an element of surprise that draws us in. There is a whole world of psychology around our responses to colour, so including colour pops that align with your values can be a really fascinating thing to play with. So that could be a huge pop of one colour, like in the whole mass of something, so you have a field that's completely crammed with red poppies, or it could be a single bright element that contrasts and stands out against everything else. So you holding a single yellow dandelion against that field of red poppies. Anything with a rainbow element tends to do brilliantly well as well. So thinking about your own colours and the colours you've chosen for yourself, what can you play around with and create an element of surprise? So an element of surprise is kind of a pointer all of its own. Anything that's going to stop people mid-scroll and make them want to look again is going to be worth your time creating. So it can be something surreal, it can be something just fun and silly, just anything that defies expectation or delights people or maybe unsettles people depending on your aims. Our brains just feel compelled to stop and make sense of something that they don't see all the time and that gives you a chance to get your message across. So for all of the things I've just said, I'm actually a really big advocate of letting a photo be unbalanced and a bit messy. So maybe it is symmetrical but there's one thing that's off balance or you've got some really lovely styling but also a little bit of chaos afterwards one side perfection is definitely eye-catching and striking but sometimes it's the little imperfections that hold people's attention longer and get you the way in to tell more of the story and straight lines we've talked about this already but if there are any straight horizontal or vertical lines in your composition aim to keep them straight try and be absolutely parallel to your subject and be on the lookout for any perspectives that are going to warp your image or any accidental tilts of your phone or camera It's possible to correct some of these in post-production and we're going to talk about that in the editing week but obviously taking a strong photo in the first place always gives you the best results. A few final tips, get out of your comfort zone. Often the best, most creative breakthroughs come when we do something that feels brand new and scary and vulnerable. So don't be afraid to try taking completely different kinds of pictures. Try throwing them up on your Instagram grid and see what happens. If you found a really popular theme, something that really works for you, don't be afraid to keep reinventing it too. So my window shots have been so popular, they've got symmetry, they've got negative space, they often have an element of surprise. So I keep those as a staple in my feed. I'm always looking for a pet or a plant or something to plonk in front of the window so I can give it a fresh take. Sometimes I think we pressure ourselves to be constantly varied. So giving yourself permission to find the angles, find the compositions that work for you and that you really flourish at and keep doing them can be a huge relief. We get really good at the things that we do on repeat after all. One final tip is to try a fake backdrop. Obviously we don't all live in ideal Instagrammable worlds and it can sometimes feel like everyone has that dream peeling paint table or amazing aged wooden boards. So here's the secret, most people are actually faking it using vinyl photography backdrops. It's kind of like those printed plastic tablecloths you might remember from school but these backdrops come rolled in a tube and they have a limitless array of choices you can get really small ones for your tabletop or you can get huge ones that you might want to stand in front of for outfits or for family pictures and they're wipe clean they're affordable they're great to drag around so you can get closer to the light I've linked to a couple of places that sell them in the course notes and I would say the only thing to look out for is sometimes the cheapest ones you can buy from places like China have um, a very clear repeat on the pattern where it overlaps and are less convincing so it can be worth spending a little bit more to get one that's going to see you through. You'll find a worksheet all around composition in your workbook as well that you can complete when you are done listening to this episode.